Dr. Maria Nemeth. I'm a PhD psychologist, master certified coach, and the founder and director of the Academy for Coaching Excellence. This podcast is about you and your relationship with money. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Maria, and you are listening to the Energy of Money podcast. Ah, it's so good to be talking to you. And today, we're going to be looking at something not necessarily having to do with money, although I think you might be able to relate money to it in some way. It has to do with this, the greatest gift you can give another person. No, it's not money. (laughs) But the greatest gift that you can give another human being is your trust, your trust in them your trust in who they are. There's been a number of people who've done research on what trust is all about. Most especially, a group called, and I'm turning so I can read it, Tidemark Therapy. The Tidemark Therapy Group. They've done a lot having to do with trust and what trust is all about. They say that, first of all, let's face it, as human beings, trust is built into our DNA. In other words, it's a way for us, has been a way for us to create community, a sense of belonging, a sense of togetherness. When you give another person your trust, you end up feeling and experiencing yourself as being more capable. That you can do this. That you have what it takes to give someone your trust. You end up being more authentic. You know, when you have trust in other people, it allows you to just be yourself. You don't have to pretend that you're someone else that you're not. You know, you can relax. You can just be yourself and relate to them. It keeps you from being, you know, well, let's put it this way. You know that when we have an attitude, you can't trust people. You know, they're not to be trusted at at all. Our brain begins to gather evidence to prove this conclusion is correct. The brain doesn't say, no, 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 no. That's not true. No, the brain, one of the functions of the brain is to act as a Google search engine. So if I say, I can't trust people, my brain is going to give me all kinds of evidence to prove that. Now, the evidence affects my behavior. So if I say, I don't trust people, I've gathered lots of evidence for it automatically. It's not that I went out looking for evidence. It's just that that's what the brain does. I end up acting guarded around people, not relating to them. And in my presence, people may shy away from me, which allows me to say, "Uh uh-huh, they're shying away from me because uh, they can't be trusted. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? But what if 
we did the opposite? What if you and I were to develop the capacity to trust people, to see the good in people, to see the capability, the capacity in people? There are some guidelines that we could use to build up our ability to trust. One is to be willing to see into that person's heart and say to ourselves, you know, that person, just like me, has goals. They have dreams. They have a desire to make a difference, whether they know it or not. You know, it may be unconscious for them at the moment, but that's really what's in their heart. In their heart, they have the answers. They really know what's best for them. They may not act on it, but they know it. That person in front of me, they deserve to be treated with dignity and respect, no matter what happens. What if we were to look for the gold in everyone? And in looking for the gold, we might find it. This is how it might look. Let me give you a story. A girlfriend of mine, many years ago, started looking at what would happen if I trusted my adolescent son to do the right thing. And it turned out that he was coming home late at night. He had a curfew. He was, I think, 17 years old. He had a curfew. And he'd keep coming home later than the curfew. So she gave him until 11 o'clock at night, let's say on a Saturday night. And he would come in late, almost invariably. She decided to do an experiment. One night when he came home late, instead of berating him or yelling at him or pointing the finger to him, she took him aside. And she said, you know, Jim, this isn't the Jim I know. Really, this isn't like you. I know you don't consciously want to break your word. I mean, you don't get up in the morning and say to yourself, oh, how can I frustrate my mom today? You know, that's not, no, that's not you. You love me. You don't want to cause me distress. And not only that, I know it feels good for you when you do keep your word, whether it's about coming home on time or anything else, you know, doing your homework on time, whatever it is. You don't feel good when you're not acting in accordance with who you really, really are in your heart. So when you come home late like this, I know that you're not acting like the gym I really know. And she said, you know, after a while, he just stopped and took a couple of breaths and said to me, Mom, you're right. I'm going to come home on time. Because I don't wake up in the morning saying to myself, uh, how can I make my mom anxious tonight? No, 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 I just don't look at the clock. But you know what? You can count on me to come in 
on time. She said from that time on, there were one or two incidents where he came in maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, but for the most part, he came on time. Now, why was that? I say it was because she gave him the greatest gift she could give him, which is the trust in who he really is. So, for example, who among us has never done something that we didn't, we were not particularly happy about? As a matter of fact, we were ashamed that we did it. And at that moment, what would have been like for us, and maybe it was like for us in some cases, if someone observing our behavior said, you know, this really isn't the person I know. You know, <laughs> I know you to be a loving, capable person who wants to make a difference. And um, yes, we can talk about your behavior, which you just did. But that doesn't change my view of who you are. Because you see, when you see who a person really is in their heart, that they do have goals and dreams and a desire to make a difference. Their own, you could say, hero's path in life. You know, we're all on our path. And on that hero's pathway, we all meet up with obstacles or times when we don't behave the way we know we, we should behave. And it doesn't make us less trustworthy. I mean, when you say something to someone, when you say, I can't trust you, I mean, think of it. How would you feel if someone said to you, I can't trust you? I don't trust you. Is there any way you could prove that you were trustworthy? Probably not. Because even if you did something, you were perfect, you know, and, and then after a while did something that you shouldn't have done, and the person then says, aha, see, I knew it. Really, I knew I can't trust you. Maybe it's because their brain was looking for. Remember the brain, whenever you say to someone, I don't trust you, your brain is going to be on a search for all the evidence to prove that what you're saying is correct. And the minute you say to someone, I don't trust you, how can they ever gain your trust? So the greatest gift that you can bestow upon another person is your trust in who they are. Not what they have done. You trust who they are in their hearts. You look for the best. It doesn't mean that you roll over and let people step on you or trample you or anything like that. That No, no, no. I'm saying that you have taken a stand that you are going to see the best in people. And even when they do something 
that isn't that needs to be corrected you're going to be talking about the behavior not about the person themselves that you really make up your mind to never say to someone again I don't trust you. As a matter of fact, you say to them, you know, I trust you. And what you just did is not in keeping with what I know to be true about you. Let them take that in and then talk about the behavior, not about who they are. What if as a leader, the head of a company, could be even a small company. An employee does something, even continually does something that doesn't work. Hmm? And you've counseled them before, please handle this situation better. They don't do it. You counsel them again. And what if you know you had to let them go? Which really is one of the most difficult things in the whole world is to let someone leave employment. Many folks have called it the little death. Hmm? But what if you were to leave them restored to who they are by saying to them something like, you know, you and I know that the same thing has happened over and over and over. Look, it may be that this is not the line of work that you should be in. I know that you want to make a contribution. I know that you want to have a positive effect upon other people or upon a particular situation in a business. And I imagine that not, quote, getting it right here over and over again, is terribly frustrating to you. And under those situations, under that condition, under that situation, maybe it's best if we let you go on to a place where you can make the contribution you're here to make. Maybe it's time for you no longer to work here you know, because I know you want to do your best. You don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, this is a beautiful Wednesday morning. I wonder how I can frustrate my boss. You don't do that. That's not who you are. So under these circumstances, and because we've worked together for a while and the same thing keeps happening over and over again, I think it's best that you no longer have to work here. Now, a person would feel bad, but would they feel that you don't trust them? No. Would they feel injured in their heart? Not necessarily. They may be sad, they may want to stay, but if you say it in a particular way, the person will agree with you that it is hard what they're experiencing. So, what's the greatest gift you can give another person? 
It's your trust. It's, in this case, we could say that trust is your recognition of who the person really is. Not necessarily what they've done, but who they truly are. Because speaking to that, then you could talk about that behavior or whatever it is that keeps happening. But the individual won't experience that you're saying there's something wrong with them. So this is Dr. Maria saying, I hope this has been useful. I look forward to talking with you next time. Okay? Bye-bye for now.